0: I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! That's a really bad sign. Hello and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to let you know first and foremost, full disclosure: tonight's episode is pre-recorded because my Philadelphia Eagles are in the NFC Championship. So I really, for the first show, I wanted to be live, but you know, we have to represent. So, uh, so I am pre-recorded. This podcast was pre-recorded yesterday. So, thank you for joining us if this is your first time. And it should be your first time, unless you're at our Christmas episode, my Christmas episode, which we did a couple weeks ago with uh, much success. And I appreciate everybody that listened and sent some great notes in and some emails. Uh, it really it, it gives you reason to move on, and I appreciate that. Uh, some of you may be listening because you used to listen to the Behind the Mic Show, uh, which was a 10-year uh, show podcast, and then live show, and then, of course, available on demand, as this show will be. And if you're coming over from that branch, thank you very much. Uh, I realized that I've been gone for two years, and I was like, two years? I mean, I expected to be gone for like two months when we took behind the mic off the air. So anyway, so whether you're here for the first time or you're here because you followed the train over... And you had the patience to wait for me. I certainly do appreciate it. Uh, this this new concept is going to be, um, as my producer would like to say, a potpourri, and maybe a little potpourri. But one of the things that we that I want to step away from uh, is politics. Uh, you know, I I don't want to have that conversation. You know, uh, I have found over the over the last couple of years. And of course, in the final couple of years, especially doing the behind the mic show, is that you cannot have a rational political discussion anymore in this country, which is fine because everyone, in, in my opinion, is their opinions are val- valued. And you have a right to your own opinion. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about this country. So that's fine. It just doesn't come together well. Or as well as it should, because we should be able to discuss without having a fight about you know who's right, who's left, and and who's whatever. So that's something I'm I, I I'm going to avoid. Now we may teeter on the edge of it because it may come into a, a, you know a news story that we discuss or some sort of hey what's going on in society? What's going on these days on the internet? You know things like that. But other than that, um, yeah, you know, we're going to talk about a plethora things tonight. Uh, the, the mainly tonight, I want to talk about um. Gamers, air quotes, professional gamers, and something that happened uh, just before the new year. And also, uh, the first topic I'm going to get into here in a second, is um, drivers. Drivers driving and distracted driving. I I, I had to talk about that the entire time, the entire two years I was not on the air. I needed to talk about that. And... That's why, really, that became the first to- topic of the show. I was making topics for the show eight, nine months ago, and the top of that list on Alexa was distracted driving. So this has been a long time coming. But first, let me tell you how to get a hold of us. And uh, you'll notice uh, as you listen more and more, and I hope you do, there'll be some house cleaning going on, some housekeeping. Uh, we're still working out details for uh, you know to have the intros made and and, and things like that. Uh, trying to work out the details of uh, uh, of things of that nature. So um, I did not want to delay over things like that, getting onto the air. I was chomping at the bit, so to speak. So here I am, and you'll see things change as we go along. How can you get a hold of me? And I really hope that you'd like to here and there. Um, QYBRadionetwork.com, that really is the main website. You can go there, and you can uh, contact us right at the bottom of the page, send us a note, drop us a line. Or email me at wqibnetwork at gmail.com. So there are ways that you can contact me. I am at Facebook. You can find us. I'm, uh, I'm at G- JM. GM. I'm the GM. But you can find me at GM Talk at Facebook. So there are the various ways you can get a hold of us. Of course, you're listening to us live on Spreaker.com. And, of course, uh, on demand. Anywhere you'd like. You can pick up the show. The links are always on the Facebook page. And you can get to those links by way of the main page. So that's that. Okay. Well, I appreciate you getting here. Let's talk about distracted driving. That's like the one, the the, the first thing I, as I said, I really wanted to talk about. Uh, it drives me, no pun intended. It drives me crazy uh, to see the way people drive, and you know, at at one point in time, I may have thought or uh, believed that it was you know the youth because. We do know that there's a lot of uh, educational boundaries and a lot of uh, things about youth that are not being taught. If you go to our Facebook page, you will see a video of uh, uh, youngins, a youngin trying to open a can of food with a manual can opener. And it's not happening. It's a disturbing video because think to yourself, these are the people that will be taking care of us in the next 20 years. So, I don't know what's going on at there. I used to think it was just the youngins. But, you know, I actually did my own studies. I actually did my own studies by watching people as I drive from work to home and from home to work, which is about five miles. And I can tell you, nine out of ten people, adults, younger, youngins, police officers, on the phone. And that's distracted driving. Okay? (laughs) And uh, by definition, okay, distracted driving is any activity that diverts attention from driving, including talking or texting on your phone, eating and drinking, talking to people in your vehicle, fiddling with the stereo or the navigational system, or curling your hair, or eating your breakfast, or reading the newspaper anything that takes your attention away from the task of safe driving. Safe driving. Because, you know, whether you're on a side road, on a two-lane blacktop, a major highway, or a country road, whether you're on a private community street, in a parking lot, or a school zone, whether you're in a shopping center, a gas station, or the mall, and whether you're in your own driveway... Or driving on a farm. There are rules and responsibilities... That come with driving a vehicle in this country. And I mean, you know, when I think back... When I think back to when... When I started driving. Okay, now I grew up in Pennsylvania. And... So when I became of the age... To get my permit, and then during that time learn how to drive, learn the rules of the road, learn how to do things. And then from there, you go on and you take your driver's exam. Now, I know it varies in a lot of states. In Pennsylvania, you went to the state police barracks, and a state police officer got into the vehicle with you. And then you went through this off-road course to practice things like the K-turn, where they used to call it the three-point turn, Uh stop signs, uh yielding, turn signals, parallel parking, all these different things, all these different functions. And you had to pass this test. Imagine the stress of having to pass this test with a state trooper in the car with you. And I had a mean cuss. And every everybody was telling me leading up to the test, everyone wants to give you hints, right? Tips and tricks. Hey, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. And several people told me, make sure that you would, before you take off, before you put the car in drive, once the trooper gets in, advise him to put his seatbelt on. Because that will show that you are uh, ready to execute safe driving. Not only for you, but for all par- everybody in the car. So <laughs> I, I did that. And he ripped me up one side and down the other. Now, so I don't know if it was a trickery kind of thing or if I just, I mean, in some respects, I think I just got maybe the meanest trooper in the state of Pennsylvania on that day. And I know his name and I'm not going to give it to him because, listen, I passed my test. I did very well. And it's water under the bridge, but I know his name and I know what his rank was at the time. So, uh, so I don't know what's going on today. Yeah, you know, that was me. Now you fast forward to when my oldest daughter goes and takes her driving exam. Now the driving exam she takes. Now let's move geographically to New Jersey, and we have to first of all, in New Jersey at the at the time. I don't know if it's still true, but you had to pay to go to driving school. So we had to pay for her to go to driving classes. So after that, and she practices, then you go and you take your test in a parking lot, in an empty parking lot, off-road, of course, you know, just like mine was, but in the empty parking lot. See, the difference between my off-road course and her off-road course was mine was designed with sidewalks and you know the yields and the the different things that you had to do and then hers was just an empty parking lot and they set some cones up for the different things that they wanted her to do so anyway so that's so there's a little comparison for you there and now i don't know how they take their test because at any given time When I go out onto the roadway to drive, and I consider myself to be a very safe driver. My wife may refer to me as an old man, but I refer to that as safe driving. I always say to her, well, I have precious cargo in the car. And then I get dirty looks. But any given time I'm out there practicing safe driving, and not only do I see 9 out of 10 people distracted by cell phones, but the other thing that bothers me is I have people who are supposed to yield that are trying to drive into the side of me. I have people running red lights uh, across from me, making lefts into my lane of, uh, of you know that I, I'm proceeding at an intersection. People speeding, people trying to hit me, people slamming their brakes on in front of me and back of me, pulling out of uh, driveways or, or parking lots without even looking. It's insane. Now, and, and and if you share my if you share my grief, please email me, send me your stories of the worst the worst people you've encountered on the road. And if you're one of those people out there that and you know that you drive like an idiot, what I mean, what is wrong with you? And what really gets me is In many states, I'm not sure how many, maybe all. I I didn't get this stat. I got some stats here, but I didn't get that stat. But in many states, including this one in Delaware, this is what really, really upsets me. Is we have a law on the books, came out a couple of years ago, about uh, the distracted driving. Not using a cell phone while you're driving. That is a law not a law where they say if they pull you over for speeding or they pull you over cuz you don't have your seatbelt on, and they go oh and they can get you for the And This is a pull you over offense. And if I see 9 out of 10 people anytime I go out on a road using a cellular device behind the wheel. Why are they not pulled over? And here's another thing about the law I don't like here in Delaware. Police, fire, first responders, all exempt from that law. And I don't get that. Because as a taxpayer, I say, listen, I have to get a hands-free device for my car, and most car, new cars come with them, because I don't have a new car, but most new cars come with them, and if your police cruisers don't come with them, Tony up some of the tax money I spend, and get yourself a visor device. They're not even expensive. I don't agree that just because you're a police officer or a firefighter that you're exempt from the distracted driving law. And it does—it's not that's not conditionally. It doesn't say if you're on your way to an emergency. There's no conditions laid out. You're just exempt. So if I'm driving alongside of you and you're on the phone, sure, okay, we can. You can say it was a, a a police matter you were talking about, but you know what? It probably wasn't. If I have to wait, you can wait. It can wait. Hashtag it can wait. What a great campaign from AT and T. Of course, on our old radio show behind the mic we used to have a campaign going on for practically i think eight eight or nine of the ten years hang up and drive which i will probably bring that back somehow it's very important to me because you know the people who are doing the texting and driving and get into accidents they're fine it's the other people that get hurt maimed or killed not all the time but I compare it that way a little bit with drunk driving. The drunk guy's fine, but he killed three people in the other car. In 2015, the number of people killed in the United States by distracted driving in 2015 was 3,477. and seventy seven. Three thousand. 477. Let me let that sink in. 3,477 killed by distracted driving. And another 391,000 injured in motor vehicle crashes involving distracted drivers. 391,000. And when you think about it what is it there's like a half a billion drivers out there during daylight hours using cell phones that's that's the statistics I said half a billion more than that I'm sorry six hundred and sixty thousand drivers 2015 uh, using cell phones while driving so it, it it just it it boggles the mind doesn't it it boggles the mind. And it drives me crazy because uh, I want me and my family to be be safe. I want my daughters to be safe. I want to know that them and their families are safe. And I'll tell you what. On Facebook, I post all those disgusting pictures and videos of those accidents because of distracted driving. I think what upsets me the most sometimes is that we have to have this conversation. And I think a lot of times when you and I get together on Sunday nights and have conversations, I think you might find a common theme here. It upsets me that we have to have this conversation. Why do I have to talk about get off the damn phone when you're driving? I mean, seriously, AT&T got it right. It can wait. It can wait. And if it can't wait, then pull off and then make your call. That's what they always say. Pull over, take care of your business, and then move on. If it can't wait. But it can wait. So, you know, and the problem is, I mean, teenagers can be the best messengers for talking about this with their peers. So I think part of the solution is we have to figure out a really good marketing angle so that we hit home with teens. And that way, let's say you have a couple teens in a car and the one driving picks up their phone to look at something and another person in the car says, no, 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 don't do that. Come on, man. This is my life we're talking about. If you don't care about yours, care about somebody else's. So... Uh, there is an an organization called Students Against Destructive Decisions Uh, I did find that out so I mean that kind of gets the ball rolling but this stuff has to go down now these numbers like I gave you 2015 statistics that's because 2016 is not out yet it takes them you know it takes them as long to get statistics from the highway people to get these statistics together as it does getting the autopsy report when a famous person passes away for some reason, it's like the same uh, algorithm or the same policies in place for getting information to us. I mean, if if a drug addict dropped dead on the street one night, we'd have his autopsy back tomorrow morning. Anyway, parents—I mean, parents—you should be the first line of defense. The first line of defense, and I know what I, I know what you're thinking. Doesn't matter what I tell them; they're going to do what they want. You're absolutely right; they will. But that's part of the problem, right? We kind we got to figure that out. You know, we've got to figure that out. You have to learn. You have to lead. I'm sorry. You have to lead by example, so that your teenagers who are getting ready to drive or are driving learn by example. Another thing. That's another thing, another common theme. Uh, again, why do we have to have a conversation about parents leading by example to teach your children? Yeah, that's another thing not going on quite enough. And this is the perfect subject to talk about getting that done, right? So, you know... Parents, if you're in a car, you got your kids in a car, don't get on a cell phone. Don't text. It can wait. It can wait. Um, Of course, um, educators, employers all have some sort of responsibility to this. We all have responsibility to this. The company I work for supplies everybody with hands free speakerphone devices. If you don't have one, they will give you one. Because the law in Delaware says you must be hands-free. You, if you if you know if you have to use the device, it has to be hands-free. You can't be holding onto your phone. And that shows you that my employer cares about the law and the safety of its employees. So, employers, you you know you, you have a responsibility to make sure. That your employees are following that law. So, just some just some information there. You know, some thoughts that I put down on who's responsible and who does what and who does when. I mean, the consequences alone, the the, the, the thought of it is is mind numbing. The thought of the, the the fact that just shy of thirty five hundred people just in twenty fifteen. Dead from distracted driving. That doesn't count. Drunken driving. That's a whole nother It's a whole nother topic. That I still find uh, just scurrilous. That we still have a problem of people getting drunk and deciding to get behind the wheel. So. And this is separate. This is 3,477 people in 2015 dead from distracted driving. That's separate from drunken driving. That's separate from driving while under the influence of narcotics. That's separate from other variables that cause accidents. And there are some natural variables. You know, sun glare will cause fender benders and accidents. And there's all kinds of speeding. That doesn't count the people who are speeding and just generally reckless which is part of the people I was talking about tonight being reckless the people that slam on our brakes in front of you pull out right in front of you people who don't use their turn signals I mean there is this there's this lever on the left side of your steering column and it'll go up or it'll go down and if you push it up It signals on the front and rear of your car that you want to make a right-hand turn. Or you want to change lanes going from left to right. And if you push it down instead of up, then you have lights on the front and rear of the left side. And that indicates that you want to make a left turn. You want to yield left. You want to change lanes going from right to left. It's this amazing invention on the automobile. That no one uses. People who drive down a street in the dark with their headlights off. What are you thinking? These are actual things I see all the time and would love to hear what you hear what, what you see out there on the road. You know, seriously, I I want you to share it with me, WQIB Network at gmail.com. Uh, or, or get on to Facebook at JM Talk and tell me about it. Because I know I get frustrated driving out there. So I know that you do too. And I want to hear about it. I really do. I really, really do. So so please, do not text and drive. Do not eat and drive. Do not curl your hair and drive. Do not read the paper and drive. Don't look at blueprints and drive. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And it drives me crazy. So. Okay. So I wanted to also discuss. Alright. As a prelude to getting into this. Switching gears here. I'm going to take a little drink. As a prelude of getting into this, thing about, uh, as I posted on Facebook tonight's show, gamers going bad, is what I called it. <clears throat> I, myself, am a gamer. Now, I'm not a big-time gamer. I don't play every day. I mean, I, I work for a living, two jobs, and, you know, uh, so I... But I do. I am a gamer. <laughs> here's the thing. I bet you I game twelve hours a month or less. Now maybe some months I have more time, but it's a time. But having said that, here's the funny part for you gamers out there. The fun. Here's the funny part about that: twelve hours or less a month. That's what I'm coming up right off the top of my head. But I have a gaming laptop and a gaming desktop. I have all the equipment I need to either sit on the couch and do it or be at my desk and do it. So, But I just don't game that much. You know, I'm a child of like Atari 2600. I know some of you might be listening going, huh, what? Or maybe you're not because I know these old game systems are coming back in, in some way or another. So um, that's... Yeah, so I'm 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 somewhat a gamer. In case anyone's interested, uh, Call of Duty, uh, World War II, um, Ark, and World of Warships would be my top three that I play. Okay, so now you know I'm just getting back on the air. Okay, it is the twenty-first of January, so this story. Uh, comes from a news story that happened just before the new year. The reason I'm talking about it now is because it really ticks me off. And I you know, I, I, I want to talk about this. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, here's a little synopsis uh, from the news. 28-year-old Andrew Finch of Wichita, Kansas, was killed December 28th by police in what appears to have been an incident of swat This, according to Deputy Police Chief Troy Livingston, uh, who told such to the Wichita Eagle, said that the police were responding to a report of a murder and hostage situation at Finch's home when he came to the front door and was shot. Now, before I move on, I'm here to talk about gaming, but there there is another sideline story to this. He came to the door and the police shot him. I mean, are we not asking questions i mean you know so let's dive into the story that will probably be subject for multiple other times okay so anyway uh, the report turned out to be false however more than a dozen people who identify themselves as being in the gaming community told the wichita eagle that it arose out of a dispute between two call of duty players and if i messed up their names i really don't care because i'm, I'm disgusted by this Uh, I think they pronounce a Miracle and Vaporizer, with a B, who were actually teammates in a losing match with a $1.50 wager riding on it. That's right, $1.50. It's not clear what sparked the trouble, but at some point in the argument, according to a tweet, Vaporizer enlisted the aid of another player who goes by the name Swatistic to actually initiate the swadding. Miracle effectively dared him to do it, but provided a false address, not his own, which led the police to Finch's home. Now, SWAT in, and this is a word that if you don't know what it means and you're listening to the program, you're about to find out what it means and it's going to disgust you. If you're a normal human being, it will disgust you. It is a prank in which an aggrieved gamer calls in a false police report accusing a rival of of violent crimes serious enough to trigger a heavily armed response. Let me say that again. It's a prank in which an aggriever gamer calls in a false police report accusing a rival of violent crimes serious enough to trigger a heavily armored response. And then, if you don't get shot like Mr. Finch did and killed... Then everyone gets taken down, and then it takes hours for everything to be figured out. This is not a game. And another article called them professional game. What is a profession? I'm gonna calm down here for a second. A professional gamer, I guess, in my eyes, is somebody who has achieved a level of status to where you have so many people viewing your games, because a lot of these gamers are on YouTube, and they're on Twitch, and they're on all these video channels. And if you have worked hard enough and gotten a reputation of being a a good gamer, and you get all these viewers, and then you get sponsors, and then you get ads, and then you're making money. So if these two people, Miracle and Vaporizer, were, were professional gamers in that way, making money like that, they shouldn't have they shouldn't have that pleasure anymore in fact if you prank people with something called swaden then you should be banished from society i mean i don't know can we still exile people you don't belong in the same society that i'm living in this is this is crazy It's nuts. It's crazy. Call it whatever you want. It's ridiculous. It's criminal. It's distasteful. And it sucks. Continue on a little bit here. It's also quite obviously a wickedly stupid and dangerous thing to do. Really? And that makes it more appalling. And this guy, SWATistic, as he's known, get this. He's 25-year-old Tyler Burris, arrested from Los Angeles, and he's been uh, arrested in connection with this swatting that we're talking about. Not the first such incident. In October 2015, he was charged with making two fake bomb threats against ABC Studios in Glendale, California. And he may have also been involved in multiple bomb threats made against Call of Duty World War II tournaments that took place in dallas texas are you kidding me and you were and you were pissed off over a dollar 50 wager playing an online game what's wrong with you i got news for you man you got to pull your big girl panties up and deal what kind of people what kind of people are this? Where are the parents that raise these yo-yos? I mean, who does this? Because you got pissed off at somebody in a game? You know how many times I die in ARC? I'm not going to call in you know, SWAT attacks on people. Because I get killed in... in, in In ARC or in Call of Duty? Can't you just grow up? It's a game! Put the controller down, take some trash out, move out of mommy's basement, get a life. Finch's family said in a report that he was unarmed when he went to the door and that he didn't actually play video games. Deputy Livingston said the police are looking into reports that the initial call to police was a false report. I mean, aren't there protocols... I, I, okay, so I don't want to dive too much into that part of it because, like I said, that will come up later, obviously. But I just I don't understand how... Knock, knock, knock. You open a door. Bang, bang, bang. You're dead. I mean, I understand it was a fa- I understand a report was made that he had hostages. And that maybe somebody was already killed. But. And this is going to change things. You realize that, right? As a society. This is going to change things. This is going to change police procedure for two reasons. One, they're going to have to look at departments like this. they have to look at their procedures on how they handle things. And on the flip side of it, they're going to have to change their procedure on, hey, what do we do if somebody calls in a report like that? Because I get it. I get it. A report like this, everybody roll. Adrenaline's pumping. You know, multiple agencies are getting together through mutual aid. This is a big deal. I get it. But now, the rules will change. They will have to change because there will have to be some sort of development of, hey, what do we do when this happens? You know? What kind of protocols will we set up to make sure we don't roll on out there and start blowing people away? So, as a society, that's going to change. This is going to change... Gaming, or I well, or maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. One of the first things I'll tell you. Tell you a quick story. One of the first things I realized when I when I made the jump to you know my big jump was like the Xbox 360, and I had that for a while, and then all of a sudden, my daughter's boyfriend introduced me to the headset that I can plug into the controller, and when I'm online, I can talk to the other people in the room. And so I get the headset and I plug it in, and we go to play online call of duty on the xbox 360 i don't think five minutes went by before i had to take the headset off i said i can't do that i mean you can tell by the sound of voices you have all these kids in there and they're using language that okay i probably use or have used but i mean really it's disgusting yeah, you see, like, on movies, you know, you see them, like, arguing, calling people names. And, it, you know, you're like, oh, that's entertaining. Try putting one of those headsets on and listen to these brats. You know? And, of course, this was during... I want to say, I think it was the summer vacation. So, you know, that's when it's worse, I guess, when kids are off and really have no life at all. They don't have any school or anything. but, um, But it was really... Not funny, haha, but funny just to relate that to you. And it makes me wonder how old some of these people are that make a dollar fifty wager over a game you're playing, lose, get pissed off, and call in uh, the SWAT team. You know, so in theory, if this would have worked out the right way, I can't even believe I just said that. If this would have worked out the right way, then an actual gamer, uh, as part of that match, would have wound up. In some sort of situation. Maybe not the same. Obviously if he wasn't in Wichita. yeah, you know, We don't know. If this happened in another city. Would the response of the police have been different? We don't know. But this goes with. this. I just chalked this up to a lot of the videos. Of the stupid people you see online all the time. On social media. Everyone posts these videos. These people really walk among us. This is idiotic. This is idiotic. And everybody involved in this should be held accountable to the furthest extent of the law. Now, I don't know what that furthest extent of the law is because, unfortunately, there may not be a president for it. The, well, there is. There's making false reports. But in this case, somebody lost his life because of a false report. So I don't know where the gray area in that is, but I'm sure there's some gray area that some ambulance-chasing lawyer will get in there and make sure nobody gets held fully accountable, but I'm sorry. You know, these everyone involved in this needs to come out of the gene pool. We need to get them out. We need NASA to work on getting a you know, a, a an exile community set up on the moon as soon as possible. So we can just ship your ass off there when you do something stupid like this. Especially when it takes a life. So. You can feel free to contact me too. If you want to talk about that. Or relate any weird gaming stories. Um, I actually. um, I haven't played much of the Call of Duty World War 2 online. You know campaign. But. um, You know spent I think one evening in the online. And first of all, I mean I bought the game second day it was out. So by the time I get into the get in there two, three days after release date, everyone's like level 60, 70, 80. So <laughs> that will also tell you how how bad of a gamer I am. <laughs> I think I'm still level six in Call of Duty, but anyway. But anyway, um, gee, I find myself with some minutes left. What shall we talk about? Does anyone understand this Facebook? Uh, the way Facebook is changing their uh, the timeline, the newsfeed, whatever they call it. I read an interview last week uh, in a in an industry magazine uh they were interviewing the vice president of newsfeed there's a job for you vice president of newsfeed and he was they were asking questions and he was giving answers and i felt like i was reading chinese stereo instructions uh, you know he he i don't think he gave any straight answers the long and short of it from what i understand is it's going to affect people who have pages like like I have a page, I have several pages. It's going to affect people with pages, and it's even going to affect businesses and even business ads. And it's going to affect these people negatively. Like I, I sort of understand they want to get back to the news feed being about interpersonal relationships and people sharing things about their lives, you know, and um, that, you know they say they want to. ...take a bigger stance on on screen and all the news that comes through Facebook... ...because, uh, well, you should never get your news from Facebook. And if you are, um, pick up a newspaper or something. But anyway, um, and so there'll be less focus on business pages, pages in general... ...and even if you buy ads. I mean, you buy ads on Facebook to target audiences. If you never purchased an ad on Facebook... You pick sort of like a demographic, an area, and what type of people, what age group, what, you know. You put all these parameters in you know, for your target base. And if you're going to do something to the news feed that, uh, that af- adversely affects that, how do you plan on making any money? Because how long will it be before businesses go, well, I spend money on advertising on Facebook, but I'm seeing less results? We might as well shove all our money into a fireplace and, and start a fire. So um, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that businesses can pay for ads and then their ads show up on my newsfeed. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is when I'm eating my cereal in the morning and I think to myself, you know, I think I'm going to get LED lights for my truck and then 8 hours later I'm looking on my Facebook and there's uh, you know uh, all kinds of ads for truck retailers that sell LED lights I mean it used to be I I, I would do a search on Google and then I would find ads for things I searched on in my timeline even if I searched it on a computer say at work and then later on at home, I'm checking my Facebook, and there's an ad for something I was searching on Google on. For, I mean, you know, that was bad enough. But now I can I can think of something. I can think of something, and it will be on my Facebook newsfeed. That's disturbing. The fact that companies can put ads on my thing is is not disturbing. So, I don't know what's up with that. If you have any ideas about that, has that happened to you? I, mean, I want to I hear from you. I don't have a smart TV. Let me put that out there right now. I do not have a smart TV. You know, I saw a I saw a video interview with somebody from Samsung, I think it was. And they were uh, showing the reporter how they can use a web browser to hack into the camera on the TV, on the smart TV. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. So if I ever decide, and I had decided, I want a smart TV. Yeah, because I, you know, first of all, in a, if they're not already, it will be a very short time between now and then that all televisions coming off the shelves are going to be smart TVs. And I already have pre-planned to black out my camera. And it's funny because people at work have their cameras on their laptops or monitors taped up with. Post-it notes or whatever. And I think that's funny. I think that's funny because... Or I did use... I I thought it was funny. Because I'm in charge of technology. And I'm telling you, we're not spying on you. But now, you you read things. And then you see interviews like that. Where they actually... The guy's on a laptop and he shows you. He just runs some code in a browser and all of a sudden, boom, the camera comes on and the reporter who's sitting in front of the smart TV is now on the web browser. So then you think to yourself, okay, people are on to something. Now I'm starting to get it. I'm not saying I'm slow by any means. I just, there was a time where that was sort of laughable to me. I want to believe that people are good. I want to believe that companies and the government would not do that. You know, and then and then you're presented with some stuff that starts becoming, you know, irrefutable. How do I, how do I, you know, resolve resolve this in my mind? So that's what I'll do when I get a smart TV, only because I just saw that video interview, and it was a little bothersome. So, um, but. I've seen the 4K smart TVs in action, and, you know, i got to say, it is unbelievable. Of course, it's like anything else. You know, we're just probably now getting to the point where every service, you know, uh, available is sort of now in the HDMI game. That was like the new big thing. And now we're into the 4K thing. You know, we've been through HDMI. We've been through 1080p, 1080i. Now we're into 4K. And that's one of the things that worries me about technology. We're moving way too fast. So you may get a 4K TV, but just, you know, know in your mind that not everything is going to be in 4K. It, you know, it's just not there yet. I mean, sure, things that are in HD look really good on 4K, but 4K is just out of this world. Not every service is offering 4K yet. So keep that in mind. So, um, anyway, how did I get on that? Oh, we started with talking about Facebook. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. So going back to the Facebook thing, how will we deal with that? I don't know. I don't know how much content from, you know, the Joel Mahalik show you're going to see on Facebook because we really are not going to understand what's going to happen to the Facebook news feed until it happens and we start seeing what happens. But I want to assure you this. Take this technical advice from a technology professional when these things happen and periodically you should already do this check your security settings on on Facebook if you've taken the time to really go through them and make sure that your security settings are such that your privacy is okay and it's you know harder for you to be hacked two-step verification you know things like that if you've taken the time to do that i want to warn you i've seen firsthand as well as hearing from clients and other people and friends and peers that when they make dramatic changes at Facebook, it sort of resets all that. And that I mean, that's kind of weird. You know, they want to be that they want to make sure that your privacy and security is important to them. Yet sometimes when they make changes that affect, you know, major things, it resets your privacy and security. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of foobar to me, you know. So periodically you should go in. And just run through, just run through your security settings. Just make sure your two-step verification is on. Make sure that, uh, however, you have, you know, your news feed set up. Like, you know, for instance, if we're not friends, you don't see my news feed. You can do that. Yeah, that's really important to do. One of these shows, I'll have some Facebook tips and tricks for you. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So, so you can be one up, right? So, but take a look at that. Uh, especially over the next, you know, days, couple of weeks, as they're rolling out these changes at Facebook, protect yourself. It's really important. And while you're checking out your Facebook privacy and security settings, then you can hop over, look me up, JM Talk, and you can subscribe to the Facebook page. And maybe you see my stuff, maybe you don't. It just depends on how Facebook is going to treat our pages. So, um, and again, as I get ready to climb out of here uh, for for the night, just a reminder of where to find us. You can find me online at QYBRadioNetwork.com. Stop there. You can hit contact. It's at the bottom of the page. Or email me at WQYBNetwork at gmail.com. Also, I'm at JM Talk on Facebook. That's the Facebook page. So stop over there, and I'd like to hear from you if you have uh, some really juicy stories on gaming, distracted drivers, idiot drivers, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to know everything. Post it. Email it. I want to hear it. I know I can't be the only one. I cannot be the only one that faces these problems driving. You know it, and I know it. And I know you know it. Um, so I want to hear from you. Uh, and also, um, I do also on the page on the webpage. Okay. Q I B network.com. You can read my blog. The blog does get a little political from the center though. Uh, but check it out. I mean, there's other stuff there too. Some of it's fun. Some of it's really informational. Some of it are some of the ideas that I have that nobody listens to. So you can go read my ideas and tell me what you think about them. Uh, things of that nature. So um, it's all over there, qibradionetwork.com, Facebook at JM Talk. And I do want to wish, even though it's going on right now as I talk, wishing the Eagles good luck appearing at the NFC Championships and headed hopefully for the Super Bowl. You can pick up this show and all the shows are all going to be cataloged at Spreaker.com. You can get that link on the Facebook page and so I encourage you to go there. And you can download the shows and you can listen to them on your mobile device. And pretty soon maybe you can just ask Alexa to do it for you. We're looking into that. I don't know. Alexa, next big thing. One one of my next shows, I'll talk to you about Alexa. We just got it. The wife wanted it. I got it for her. Crazy stuff. So come check me out and join me online. We'd love to have you there. And I will see you live where we'll have the chat room. Starting next week? Okay, it won't be pre-recorded next week, so next week, 8 o'clock Sunday night, Eastern Time, I'll have the chat room open if you go to Spreaker.com. And you can hang out with me there and get your thoughts in live on the program. So, getting out of here a little bit early tonight. As you can hear from my voice, first show back. I'm going to have to start drinking milkshakes or something, but I'm glad you all came by, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Good night, everybody.